What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a tribute for the debut album of Raphael Sadiq, Instant Vintage, released Instant Vintage. June 11th, 2002. And this would have been a 20-year tribute, except I forgot it was a June release. I thought it was an August release, (laughs) and so we missed it. It's all good. Yeah, so we're coming back to do it now. But uh, with us again, our resident neo-soul (laughs) R&B contributor to the the podcast. There she is. You can hear her. Haz, what's up? What's going on? All right, all right. So back again. So to do another one. Um, Yeah, and so this is one of those where... um, you know, obviously this is a hip hop podcast, um, but we do like some of these neo soul uh, R and B projects. Yeah. And Raphael Sadiq is one of the names that Yink and I talk about a lot, yeah. um, just off mic. And this is, I know, has always been one of your favorite records, right? Yeah, I'd say that this might be the single most formative album for me in terms of like my musical taste. That's and crazy. I learned a lot from this album. Wow. So then y'all are in for a treat then, because anytime <laughs> that we, you know, we do one of these podcasts where it's like a an album that like we one of us like really, really, really passionate about. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I feel I feel like it always lends itself to a really good episode. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we're doing this uh, this twenty ish year tribute for uh, for Instant Vintage. Yeah. And um, yeah. Why don't we just uh, you know start it off? I, typically we have the guest, but Yinka, you know, it's it's, it's your show. Sure, my where were you? Um, I was in Brussels at the time. Um, this was my senior year of high school. Mm. Um, so, you know, I don't know if folks remember how they felt in high school, but the, the, the term senioritis is real. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm at this point in time, I probably really don't care about, about high school anymore. Um, I'm playing basketball and doing all these other things, and but I'm really preparing to go to college. Um, and all I care about is music and going to college probably at this point in time. And But I spent a whole lot of time on these... Uh, these the Napsters, Kazams, yeah. uh, Morpheus, Audio all Galaxy. of them. I'm downloading yes. music yes. all the time. And um, at this time, uh, Ken Dog is probably the person who I know that's the best at it. But you know, we're going online and trying to find all this music. And I remember um, I would download these albums. Some of the albums I would download for myself, but some of them I would try to download so I could sell them to people in, in school. You know, try to make a little money on the side type of a deal. You're, and you're one um, of those guys. You, you had a hustle spirit. You know, always, always had the hustle spirit. So um, I was, I was, you know, looking through these different albums to download, um, and I saw this one, and I didn't know who Rafael Sadiq was. His name just looked interesting yeah, to me. Very interesting. And then I was like, oh, this is the guy from Tony, Tony, Tony. Right. So I know Tony, Tony, Tony. So I downloaded it. Just, and it's just probably sitting on my hard drive for I don't know weeks, months. Before I actually like was like, okay, yeah, let me just listen to this and see what it is. And when that intro came on, yeah, I was like, crazy. what the hell? Yeah. I knew I knew Sway's voice because I was a wake up mm. show listener and yeah. I was super into all the freestyles and stuff like that. So so Sway's voice caught me right away. But yeah, like the scratches and everything. I it was I was just so captivated so by that. Yeah, the string arrangements, everything that I was like, yo, I listened to this whole album and I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And then I just become this huge Rafael Sadiq fan. He's one of my favorite um, artists, period. Yeah. So. For good reason. I mean, we, yeah. Right. Where were no, you? No disputing that. I was in college going into my sophomore year, I believe. Okay. Um, so, oops, excuse me. Very much in the theme of downloading LimeWire, Napster, all of that. Yeah. But I had... Um, they were like my music fairies, my homeboys. They were the <laughs> okay. ones that I discussed music with. So they most likely put me on 
and we would have like little little listening sessions. So yeah. that's that's essentially where I was okay. in the mountains, listening in to Raphael Sadiq. Yes. <laughs> where were you, Allah? Um. So when this album comes out, oh, I was yeah. I, I guess this is going to be Your yeah. First I guess year of college. End 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 of my first year, right? Uh-huh. Um. But the singles comes out, and of course you have you know yeah. you should be here with featuring yeah. D'Angelo, which is obviously a, a record that I liked, and I yeah. liked. Raphael Sadiq, but I wasn't really getting into that. I was still pretty much like primarily in my hip hop bag. Okay. Um, because I knew him. Yes, I knew him from Tony Tony Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, and not the early Tony Tony, but more like the later stuff, the like with the DJ Quick or what, and yeah, the and, yeah. and thinking of you, right? Yeah. But then also um, get involved. His joint with Q Tip mm-hmm. that he had on the PJ oh soundtrack, right? We used to play that at all of our parties. Yo, I still play that shit now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? love that joint. And then you also had the uh, uh, "Don't Mess with My Man," but the big one, mm-hmm. Dance Lucy tonight, right? Pearl. So, Lucy Pearl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lucy I was Pearl. a fan of Raphael Sadiq, but I didn't really like get into that lane yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had Brown Sugar because that was, I was my mom bought that for me as a Christmas gift. Yeah. But I wasn't even into Badu yet. So I think it wasn't until. Probably around the time I met Haas, and we were just vibing about music, and I started to get more into the the neo soul, mm-hmm. uh, and I put that in air quotes, mm-hmm. the neo soul sound. Um, so I was just like, oh, you know what? Like, I've got money now. Let me buy this instant vintage. Let me, like, I like Raphael Sadiq. Let me buy this album, uh-huh. right? Um, and I think the other thing too, I think it was probably around the time that the way I see it came out. But okay. I was like, let me go back and, and and get this because I'm actually familiar with. A few of these records, like okay. Still Ray, I knew. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. Sky, can you feel me? I knew that. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, you should be here, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I was. And then, like, when I'm listening to this album, I'm also listening to Badu's catalog. Okay. Um, and yeah, getting into um, Voodoo, mm-hmm. this and mm-hmm. the other. So, I'm here for all that sound. I'm getting more into like Jay Dilla and just like the whole uh, Soul yeah. Quarians and yeah. everything like that. So yeah, so that's that kind of that's kind of where it met me. Was probably like in the 2008 ish time frame. Is probably okay. where where I really got into this. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was it was instant vintage. Instant vintage. Yeah. Which is funny that 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 I, I feel like. All of this is like a tongue-in-cheek joke it to, is. to, mm-hmm. to Rafael like Sadiq. Yeah. But then like to all of us, we're like, oh my God, like we're taking everything so seriously. <laughs> like he said, Instant Vintage was because, you know, um, music felt so disposable, disposable at the time. Yeah. And then um, Gospel Delic, yeah. he kind of came up with like Gospel Delic because he didn't like the Neo Soul tag. Yeah. And so he kind of was like, I'm just going to make up my own new kind of genre of music so people can stop calling me Neo Soul. Yeah. Um, okay. Which I was gonna say, I think that's appropriate because I don't really feel like neo soul. It, it's neo neo soul uh, adjacent. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily yeah. Yeah. say that it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he said the the whole the whole deal with the cover yeah. was like he like drew a circle around his eye yeah. like like Pete, the, Pete the, the puck the, yeah the, the <laughs> from uh, Little Rascals right and then yeah. he said that like people had all these interpretations of like what it was actually supposed it to mean, mean, mean or whatever. <laughs> I mean a goddamn don't thing. you love that? <laughs> So, yeah. oh, um, look, I, I'm glad you bring that up because um, this is an album that I love. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna hear some critique, but mm-hmm. don't don't take it as actual critique. <laughs> take it as like me kind of like busting his balls a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Just kind of like jibes at the record. And some yeah. of the stuff like the gospel delic and the instant vintage, some of that mm-hmm. stuff is in there. Yeah. It's not real cr- critiques. It's just me kind of like. Things that I laugh about this album, but this album is amazing. Yeah, love it, amazing. love it so much. It is. Yeah. So, um, uh, critical, critical reception. reception. Yeah. Yo, so like everything that I've read, it seems like the critical reception was actually people were either underwhelmed or mm-hmm. just didn't understand the project. Yeah. 
And so, that. yeah, it was low selling. Um, and, you know, he kind of ended up getting dropped after the album didn't perform the way they expected it to. Look, I think that in many ways, um, and this is going to be Captain Obvious over here, but this yeah. album is clearly ahead of his time. I think yeah. that Raphael Sadiq was ahead of his time, right? Yeah. The fact that Haas is like, well, it's not even really a Neil Soul, it's Neil Soul adjacent. Yeah. But not only what he does so many times is like, there's records in here where he is specifically, I don't want to say hijacking, but he's like taking like a specific artist from the 60s and the 70s. Like, I want to make their sound. Mm-hmm. And he makes it mm-hmm. in a way that if you're unfamiliar with who those artists are, which I was at the time, mm-hmm. it just sounds like something new. But it also doesn't really sound like anything else on the radio. Yeah. But he's doing this several times. And it's like all with like, you know, modern instrumentation and his musical ideas yeah. and things like that. And he's putting yeah. all this together. Yeah, this record kind of seems out of place. Yeah, You know what I mean? There's only... With the exception of like some of the singles like Be Here, I mm-hmm. think that was an obvious like single at the time mm-hmm. and like Sky You Feel Me. Because mm-hmm. that's 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 one of the that's one of his most prominent records, is it not? Probably. Like, yeah, yeah like everybody in this kind of like black earthy yeah. space yeah. loves Sky Can yeah. You Feel Me. Yeah. Um so yeah, I can see why this album didn't do well. Plus, he's fucking weird, bro. Yeah, he's a strange character. <laughs> like, I think and I think it's more that than anything else. Yeah, I, I don't think I realized see the 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 blessing and the curse of like artists sharing more about themselves yeah. especially mm-hmm. on like podcast interviews is like the mystique <laughs> that you might have had about yeah. them you know yeah. growing up it kind of goes away and it's yeah, like I don't even know you're you're interesting as a <laughs> I person a, I don't know that I'd I, I, it would make me listen to the music differently I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he was like some like anime nerd or some shit like that like yeah. he to some extent he almost seems like one of those like guys who grew up he's like really nerdy at heart but he yeah. grew up in an environment where he is forced to be cool and didn't mm-hmm. really know how to act. Mm-hmm. So he is yeah. cool. But like, I don't know. I just, he's he's it, a different character. Yo. It seems like music though is his thing. Yeah. And you know, so yeah. he's a, he nerds all the way out with yes. this. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's kind of dope in and of its, uh, itself. Yeah. The interesting thing though, what you were saying about his mystique, I remember around the time the Ray Ray came out, the next, the next record, I remember, you know, between that and the way I see it, like, women being like, yo, like this, you know, this dude's really attractive and mm. et cetera. And they were kind of on him. I've been but to I, his show. I see but, how they act. Yeah. But <laughs> but then I, I do feel though, at, in the later years when social media got bigger and, and he started doing podcasts and interviews and stuff like that, I remember kind of hearing, seeing that subside a little bit. Like, mm. and maybe Mystique kind of worked in, at his advantage in, 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 in that way. Yeah, I think... Um... It's it's how he talks about certain things. Sometimes there is just like mm, I don't, I don't, I don't. You you probably didn't need to share that with the class, kind of thing. Oh, where it's well, like he's got a few on this album. That kind yeah, of yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might be like you know he's not problematic, but it, like it's it's indicative of the mindset that yeah. was popular and prevail. Like and it um, you know it effortlessly came out, and you're like, oh, you never checked that. You never you never thought about how that sounds. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. I, look, what I can say is that I don't remember much about this album at the time in terms mm-hmm. of critical reception. But every single music head who I connect to on this kind of music, on oh, this yeah. kind of level, I don't know anyone who doesn't love this record. Yeah. So I love this record. Yeah. 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 So we all, everyone here loves this record. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, highlights, Hans? I mean, I think the fact that it's, you know... This is his debut, right? Yes. Um, so as a solo, so I think yeah. I think that that's a highlight um, because he's been affiliated with so many dope projects, yeah. and so many like scores. So you know, yeah. so I think it was dope mm-hmm. for him to 
create this. Obviously, there are a few highlights song-wise. I mean, musicality is mm. a given. Yeah. Instrumentation is a given. Yeah. Arrangement's a given. Uh, Be Here, obviously. Still Ray. Mm. Yeah. Still Ray. And that's all I'm going to say uh, for now. <laughs> and then, of course, Sky, Can You Feel Me? Are, yeah. are like my highlights. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go highlights. Uh, so, so I I think that, you know, just Raphael Sadiq, like, um, his story. Mm. I don't know that we kind of knew his story before mm-hmm. that. So it was kind of like, oh, Tony, 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 you know, they make love songs. They're kind of, they're a band, but they compete with like a Jodeci. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so we we knew about the band, but we didn't know about him. Yeah. And I think, you know, even just in that intro where you hear the story of like his brothers and his family and, you know, I think that really, really comes through. Um, musicality, as you said, I am a sucker for, um, you know, orchestral string yes. arrangements, um, incredible string arrangements. And then I think the, you know, the beauty of kind of what he's done with this sound here is they'll play. He, so he's a great bass player. He'll yes. play, he'll play bass. They'll make these, these string arrangements, record them and then resample them. And then scratch them oh, and like yeah. do, th- do different things like with like a hip hop aesthetic, yeah. so that it's like it's taking like something that's like more old and vintage and organic and analog, and then bringing it like into a digital context, yeah. and that is amazing. Like um, I just really feel like the way they did that was was amazing. Um, the the collaborators. Mm, yeah. So um, the the dudes that he did uh, most of the the production with, um, what do they call themselves? Jake and the Fat Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that that co- collective that like worked with him, that, that marriage is amazing. Like I I need them to do like five more albums together. Just mm. the three of them together is amazing. Um, and then just all the collaborations. So um, you know the folks that that were on here. Angie Stone and him almost sound like one person. They're they're so well met, matched, you know, on that particular record. Uh, T-Boss sounds yeah, amazing on this joint. Like, you know, D'Angelo sounds mm, amazing crazy. on this joint. Like, it just, all of the features, they almost sound like... You know what I mean? It's like you're that's your boy that comes over your house all the time. So he know he knows where in the fridge you keep this and he knows mm-hmm. where you know he could show his, himself his around. Like they really just like uh, it's just such a, a a great marriage. Um and then lastly, I'll say the um the like genre diversity. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a bit with with Velvet Rope and here you know, I think Velvet Rope like they used interludes and things like that to kind of stitch yeah. These these genres together, I almost feel like here, he almost makes, and that's what gospel delic is. He mm-hmm. almost makes his own genre, which has blues, it has funk, mm-hmm. it has soul, it has all these things together, and they're just all together on songs together. It's not yeah. like, oh, that's this is my rock joint, and this is yeah, my blues true. joint. Mm-hmm. This is my. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, they're all present, mm-hmm. and I think that the way he uses all those different disparate influences together is the thing that makes this such an amazing album. So what I miss? Um, well, I mean, to kind of go with what you guys said, I mean, like the musicality and the instrumentation, obviously that's a given, right? Yeah. Um, this is a musically ambitious project, yeah. which, okay, fine. Maybe it didn't land at the time, but again, if you're into music and you're into this kind of sound, like you're familiar with this record and we all yeah. love it, right? But the other thing, I think the only thing that you missed was yeah. that I... I have a thing for projects that are helmed by a bassist, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. 
because I think that with with a lot of music, like everyone recognizes how important the bass is. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really have any kind of groove or any kind of what you you need that that bottom line that mm-hmm. that that bass line, if you will, right? Yeah. But sometimes though, the bass just kind of literally gets pushed to the background. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Is there? It's a supplemental piece. It's a foundational piece. Mm-hmm. And when you have projects that are helmed by a bassist, yeah. you really get to see them accentuate the instrument. That's and real. he does that on a number of these tracks. Like That's even real. even the way it starts off, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my god. It's like Jesus. That's- that first bass line, yeah. that was what drew me in. Yeah. Do 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 do. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and look, we, we we all love Thundercat now. Thundercat yeah. does it like Thundercat plays the damn bass like it's a like a guitar, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo. Know, but I mean, like, for us, I you know, this sound comes for. I, I don't know of any other. I mean, like, I think we're we're too young for Stanley Clark. We're too young for Boosie. Yeah. My, you know so my I mean? my grandfather was was a huge Stanley Clark yeah. guy. So I knew of Stanley Clark, but like you said, that wasn't my music. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, like this is my music. Yes. you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. So, so be so for us to be able to hear something like that is just I don't know. It's just it's cool, and maybe yeah. maybe that's the reason why it is so weird because you don't really have at least at this time you don't really have a lot of musicians who yeah they can play the bass, but like that's not their yeah. their bag. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that's just yeah. a highlight for me. I completely agree with you, and to to piggyback on what you're saying, what I something I didn't say is. He also realized that he really liked hip hop drums. Yeah. And I think the marriage of those hip hop drums with that live instrumentation mm-hmm. is what makes this such an amazing thing. Okay. Yeah. Do we have any uh any overarching lowlights? I'll 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 give one and I don't even know if it's a nit or if it's I just really feel that way. The songwriting is suspect. <laughs> Thank throughout you. the album. Yeah. <laughs> and and I love this album with all my dear heart, but like even the people that I put onto this album, like I remember you know Stacy, I was like, "Yo, you 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 would love this album." I'm like, "But the songwriting is a little <sighs> shaky, so just, you know, you're going to see different things, you know, wear something see-through so I can see your heart. Like you're going to hear some things where you're going uh, Oh, see, I didn't I didn't mind yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that. So I can see your heart. I guess. He also says at the end of that He's song, he also says, you'll never have to beg me to come to bed. Yeah. That's a good line. Yeah. 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 Like, we, we can get, once we get into the song, <laughs> I think I'll I interpreted it differently. each night. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like the, the songwriting on many songs, and oh, we'll talk about some wrong. of the other ones, is a little A little? A little. Look, 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 look. But even, but even Rafael Sadiq, I've heard in interviews, he's like, yeah, I know my songwriting is a little, like he knows. So it's, it's so funny. So I remember one time um, you and I in Panama were having a discussion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was on mic or not, but Rafael Sadiq came up mm-hmm. and one of y'all brought up that like, yeah, uh, Sadiq's is not, it, he knows his songwriting isn't all yeah, that great. Yeah. And the thing is, I had never really thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it before because like the music was so cool. I yeah. find myself singing along, like not even really caring. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, you actually. know what he's saying. Like, yeah, and I'm listening to it on this time around. I'm listening to it in this cycle with that in mind. And I'm like, yeah, goddamn. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, bro. <laughs> but I also think, I mean, when you think about the other songs that he's, you know, uh, connected to, I guess mm-hmm. pre pre his 
solo project, I guess you don't mm. really think about that. Like, yeah. Well, that's it, all I ask. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's a good song. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's, so I but, wouldn't. But, I wouldn't be like, ooh, the song. You know, but was I he the only songwriter on that? That's a fair point. Yeah. That's all I ask of you. Is his single? That's a Raphael Sadiq song. Yeah, but did he that's write? Not, he write it. I don't. I, I can't don't know because that, see yeah. the thing about Raphael Sadiq, right? Is he collaborates with his brothers a lot. Like mm-hmm. even yeah, on this, yeah. He one of his brothers was one of the collaborators. So it's like here, it feels like he did the bulk of the writing mm-hmm. and and this is no diss to this artist but similar to some of the early records where Beyonce started to spread her wings and, and do her own writing yeah. and some of the writing was a little challenged like I feel like this might have been Raphael Sadiq also yeah. spreading his wings and it's like oh you could have worked with somebody on this you the know the thing I mean? is though and this is what I was talking about at the at the top when I said like one of my critiques is like look He's gonna get roasted for some of these, lyrics, right? <laughs> but just, just, just take it and just. It is what it is. We don't, we don't love this record any less. But yeah, some of these lyrics. Yeah. Here's, here's. I didn't write any of them down because I didn't have much time to prepare. <laughs> but there, but I could go through this in the same way that I could go through Sean Price and go, "I love this re- line. I love this line." I could go through every record on like, here and be like, on? "What was he? What was he talking about here? Like, why did we do this? Do you have any other overarching lowlights? I don't." So the only other thing I have, it, it kind of goes with that, but like, all right, this is a record that I'm not saying that certain songs don't have uh, themes and subject matters mm-hmm. because they do, but there's no real consistent theme throughout the album except mm. Instant Vintage and Gospel Delic, Yeah, which, okay, that's cool because that's your sound and that's the name of the record. Yeah. They don't really mean anything to the rest of us. These are your words mm-hmm. that you're like forcing them in there every chance you get. Like the, the fact that you've got guest people coming in and be like, he's got this Gospelic. No, no one's calling this guy. He's calling it gospelic. <laughs> and again, and again, again. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not dissing it. It's just mm. it's funny. It's just I, funny. I don't know that I felt that way. I felt <laughs> like I felt like this is a man who's putting on a review. Yeah. And he and you're coming in and he's introducing you to his world. Yeah. And so all of these things live in his world. This world where blues is soul and funk is mm-hmm. hip hop and all yeah. these things are all together. And you're just in this world like, wow, this world is really cool. And then you leave at the end of the album. Like, I didn't see yeah. it as like, like, I don't get why all these things work together personally. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I just I just found it amusing that I'm like, wow, you're really trying to like... Coin his own. Thing. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, I, I, I haven't heard of it since. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, again, it's just something I laugh at. But I will say, though, to his credit, he was not the only person who did not like the term Mm -hmm. neo-soul. But he was the nigga who made another box Mm -hmm. so he could climb out of that box Mm -hmm. and into a different box. I kind of respect that. Because because then he wasn't Neo Soul no more. And, and you know how I feel about the term Neo Soul. And <laughs> right. I know I've been calling some of these records Neo Soul, but yeah. it's just it's the easiest way for people to connect with exactly. it. But yeah. Oz and I, we had our our whole discussions <laughs> and debates about what Neo Soul is right. and what it is not. So, right. but yeah, um, I don't have any other. Well, there is one other thing I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. And while I I I don't want to stick to this, okay. and I think the the assessment the observation is a little harsh but there is something to it okay. that the record does feel a little self-congratulatory at times hmm. um ken tucker and this is in the wiki he says uh-huh. uh sadiq's instructing us to admire him makes us think he doesn't have much else to say which okay hmm. i think that's a little too harsh but when i hear all this stuff about the gospel delic and the instant vintage which don't really mean anything except for these are just 
terms that he coined. Yeah. It kind of does feel that way. Like, like I said, I think it's a little harsh yeah, I because I think harsh. some of the music and some of the musical ideas are really good. Mm-hmm. And some of the personal stories that he is sharing mm-hmm. yeah. are there. So, you know. But, but you want him to come on and, 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 and play all the criticism? <laughs> he sucks. His, his album's trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I also looked at this because at the time, my focus was very hip hop. I was yeah. a big hip hop fan. And I looked at this through a hip hop lens, and mm-hmm. hip hop artists they congratulate themselves. Like yeah. that's just mm-hmm. kind of part yeah. of the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that bravado. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, but no, uh, look, these these are just like small little nitpicks. Yeah. Uh, these are things that I just noticed that amused me, but like it's whatever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, right. so uh, do, do we have anything else? We get into this track for track analysis. Uh, the only thing that I would say is that you know this is supposed to be his intro, not supposed to be, but this is his intro to us. He's giving us insight into yeah. his life, but then there are some things that still feel very like inside, like there's no context, mm, or yeah, it's kind of like what, I agree. Yeah. Where where was it? Like where yeah. are we coming from? And then if you think about it, compared to the music that's out, you know, at that time, it's yeah. just kind of like. I'm not. I'm not quite sure, but I'm a rock with it because it's you. <laughs> I like that. And, and the music is, you know, it's gonna be what it is. But yeah. yeah, that's the only thing where it's like, huh? Was this for an audience or was it for you in yeah, that regard? Yeah. yeah. But I almost like that. Like I, it's mm-hmm. almost like I said, it was like you're coming into his review, and then similar to what you're saying, like like with the with the girls, you know, with smoke some herb or whatever, right? right? You're you're kind of like. This seems like like this is some inside joke that there's people that are laughing their ass off at this. Right. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be in on the joke or like I'm not. I almost kind of like that. Yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, so uh, track for track analysis, right? Let's do it. All right. So doing what I can. Highlight for me. Hella, hella, hella highlight. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, we've already touched about the uh, the baseline that introduces us yes. to the album. What a strong start. Mm-hmm. I think the only comparable baseline to me is B, the, the intro to B by mm. Common. Mm. Those two to me are like the strongest where like a baseline just captivates you instantly yeah. the minute you listen yeah. to it. And man, I mean, yo, this is like one of the best intros ever to me. It's such a smart decision too because he is a bassist. Right. So it's like, no, the first thing you're going to hear is me Wiling out on this bass and just whoa, what is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You know, so now that that's really, really dope. I, um, I also have to comment on how this is mixed. Yeah, um, the, it's pristinely. It mixed. is. It absolutely and, is. And the way this song in particular, yes, and the way um, the kick drum and the bass, yeah, interact with each other. The kick drum is mixed in such a way that um, there's a tail on it, mm-hmm. and it and it's they've clearly left that tail that 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 kind of. Gr- the gritty nature of that kick drum and the tail intentionally, which make it sound very hip hop, but then the bass is very live instrumentation, yeah. and they're they're just mixed so well. They sit so perfectly spectrally. Look, the other thing, the other cool thing about this is that we talked about at the onset. Well, when I talked about my highlights, is how you know you have a, a bassist who's at the helm of the project, so he's accentuating the bass. I love how he does something that they used to do back in the day whereas like the guitar is more like a rhythm instrument mm. and so like in the 90s i feel like guitar was very much at the forefront so if you have a guitar there like it's going to be prominent but you've got this little kind of like little guitar there that's just kind of like just chilling yeah. hanging out in the background yeah. so it's like all right the bass is in the forefront mm-hmm. and the guitar is in the background just chilling kind right. of like how they used to do it with a lot of this old school r&b and soulful music so yeah. and that's that's prevalent throughout the project but like yeah. you get it you get everything you need 
from the album mm -hmm. in this song. Like he's just putting it all, all right out in the front and center. Yeah. So he's like, this is what you have to look forward to. Yeah. And um, and one of the other things that I love, and I talked about it uh, earlier, but like, so on this track, he he has an orchestral arrangement. He has this this, this string arrangement that comes in, right? But then he samples it, and then he they play it back as yeah. a sample. So then you hear like 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 scratches, and you hear like a flare scratch. So when it goes on. As the as the the strings are oh, yeah, fading, yeah. Yeah. that is a, a DJ doing a flare scratch oh, wow. of a string arrangement. Like that's amazing. Like because yeah. it's so hip hop, but then it's so musical at the same time. Like oh, I love I love 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 this. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say, you know, it it definitely is a great introduction to the score of you know who he's introducing us to. It's, it's very big. It's just a big track. Yeah. And I think I've heard um, Sway say that he like is proud of you know kind of being a part of this because yeah. Sway's voice starts this this oh, album yeah. off right instant and um, vintage. and then he, instant vintage instant vintage <laughs> and then he's also like telling us that this is where we get introduced to his story of you know how he's from Oakland and mm -hmm. the things that happened to his family and things like that that really also introduce us to him as a man so I think this is perfect like. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Love this record. Um, uh, body parts. So this is where the writing starts. I was about to, hey, this is where the writing starts to go left. <laughs> this is one of those like... It's been a long time. The way it sounds, like you hear it yeah. and you're like, ooh, okay. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what is he saying? Shake your body parts? Your what body is I'll body. be the dark. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let me this, be the dark. This, Something like he that. Says, oh, let me be the dart. D A R T. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. This this would make me think that he doesn't have game. Like the way yeah. he's talking in this. I, I, I love I love when he says stay low to the ground. <laughs> like, what, what are you telling me? Instructions. Yeah, yeah. I don't like roll. these instructions. Like, what are we doing? I think I think Pharrell Mosh must have been one of his collaborators. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but this song sounds amazing though. It does. That baseline is great. Like yeah. musically, this is great. I'm just like nigga. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look, the the thing about these lyrics is that. The vocals actually sound good. So if yeah. you're not paying attention to what he's saying, uh, it doesn't, you can get by on, and still even sing along without really yeah. processing what mm -hmm. he's talking about. Yeah. But yeah, lyrics, whew, man. Even like, I've got you now, which he continually sings. Yeah. Like, what, do you, yeah. what does that even mean? My nigga, and like, even the tone in which he's like, I got you. <laughs> it could be interpreted a couple of ways. <laughs> is, I don't think this is given what he thought it so, was. Literally in my notes, I said the music and groove is so good you end up singing along regardless yes, of what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy that this is such a good song, but like with such bad writing. <laughs> Terrible. But look, it's still yeah. a highlight for me though. Oh, highlight. I, <laughs> like I'm this going, is a run. Like this is oh, yeah. amazing. I'm yeah. gonna tie you down. Let's just move around. Let's yeah. Just, what? <laughs> so many antithetical ideas. Yeah. I, I don't. I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna tie you down. Just move around. <laughs> Wait, no. Say low to you you the just ground. tied me down. Yeah. Me How am I gonna move dog. around? <laughs> love it. Love, love it. it. <laughs> we love you, Rafael Sadiq. So now, uh, be here featuring D'Angelo. I mean, given. Love it. It's. It's just. Um, it just sits in my heart. I just. It makes me smile. Like nostalgically. Like. Thinking about where I was at the time, even seeing the video, it was very simple. Like, it's uh -huh. just... They're just, like, sitting out on, like, a... And, like, a and that's how, yeah. like, that's how yeah. dope this song is. You don't even need a visual to really, like, 
it, they are the visual, yeah, but yeah. it's just the the pairing. I didn't mind this, the the songwriting in this one, and then you yeah. know D'Angelo. D'Angelo is just so like cool. <gasps> like Raphael Sadiq is cool, and then D'Angelo, you're like, wow, like that's yeah. even more cool. Yeah, I think this was, and I, th I think I told this on a different episode of the podcast, but um, this was the story that that Raphael Sadiq told about D'Angelo being D'Angelo. Y'all yeah. remember this story? No, right? go ahead. So, so apparently, Raphael Sadiq, you know, kind of gets uh, D'Angelo to do this song for him. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that was an ordeal, which I don't remember the story of. Mm -hmm. But so they, they get it, and so the 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 label, of course, is like, okay, well, we got to get a video with D'Angelo, right? Like. Mm -hmm. This is going to be huge. This is going to be the song that sells everything. So they basically give him like a budget, like a big budget or whatever to shoot this video with D'Angelo. He calls D'Angelo. Yeah, D'Angelo, you know, we're going to do this video. So basically like they get the, the set ready and all the people and all that other stuff. So basically they have like a window of like, let's say like five to seven days where they can shoot this video, where they have the, the set, you know, arranged and everything. Mm -hmm. So... You know, he, he calls D'Angelo, yeah, we, we're going to shoot. It's it's on this day, whatever. This is day one. So um, day, day of the video comes up, D'Angelo doesn't show up. <laughs> so they're all there. Everybody's there. Yo, you know, camera crew, everybody's there. Yo, what's up with this nigga? So they start calling him. D'Angelo's not picking up. Nope. You know, D'Angelo's D'Angelo, right? So, you know, he's calling him, calling him, calling him. All right, so it doesn't get him. So then leaves a message, yo, all right, well, we still got the set for, you know, a few more days. Yo, come through tomorrow. We're going to we're gonna film. Day two comes. D'Angelo doesn't show up. D'Angelo's not answering the phone. <laughs> so Rafael Sadiq starts calling around D'Angelo to, like, his family and friends to be like, yo, you know, like, where is this nigga? And basically, they're like, oh, yeah, yo, he's in New York. He's just chilling. <laughs> right? <laughs> so so wow. Rafael Sadiq, Rafael Sadiq gets, gets some budget to fly out to New York to where D'Angelo is and has to grab this nigga and put him on a plane to fly him back to California so they can do this video. He grabs him, he commandeers him, and, and they get like the very last day that they have to tape this joint. They're able to film it because he had to physically go remove D'Angelo from being D'Angelo. It's like the most D'Angelo story ever. It's like, like Questlove is is the king of the D'Angelo stories because he has a million of mm -hmm. these stories where like sure D'Angelo is supposed to be at something and he just fucking decides not to show up, <laughs> just decides he doesn't like the artist. Like just you know, just the most random stories. But yeah, amazing song. I, 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 I there's nothing really to be said about the song because it's so great. I, I actually appreciated the songwriting. On, yeah. on this one, like this, like this yeah. is this is cute conversation, yeah. like yeah, you know, this. Yeah, you I didn't mind the morning that. Make my breakfast, and it almost feels like okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, he says when I'm making. Exactly. Oh, is that what he yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> but but it yeah, definitely nah, cleans up whatever was going on with body part, body parts. <laughs> That's true. Th this might be the best songwriting on on this project. Like, body parts just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's the thing. But this one makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's not saying too much. I mean, you it's know? just it's it's it sounds like a hey, like we should be doing it. Like you yeah. should be here. Yeah. You know. I'm Vibe. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind telling you I miss you or how I feel about you. Come, come through while, I'm making, while I'm making while I'm making the breakfast, not while you making the breakfast. <laughs> the string said she ain't making you breakfast. I mean, nigga. I don't mind making breakfast, but that's not that's not why I need to be coming. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, still Ray. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a highlight. Yes. Uh, I was wanting to talk about it. I feel like you, I just it, you in the fields right now. Yeah, yeah, it. I had something of. I mean, yes, it's samples. Uh. 
it, it's just a beautiful song. Like, yeah. I don't want to say it's genius, because I feel like that's weird to say it's genius, but it's, it's just, it, can I say it? Yeah. I think it's no, genius. Just say it. Yeah. It just, it feels, it feels good. And yeah. then musically, it's good. It's like vocally, yeah. I like, I, everything about it, it just feels really good. Agree. I know that sounds really basic, but that's nah, all I have nah, for that. Really. Yeah. I think I told the story uh, about, um, and I wasn't there, but I heard the story about um, when he performed yeah. uh, at 9:30 Club. Yeah. I told Were you there? Story. Yeah, I was there. Okay. Yeah. Tell yeah. the story. So, so first of all, before we get into that, I wanted to say that I think that the choice of a tuba solo yeah. is a very interesting one, right? Very. But it works perfectly. And you saw you saw the video. Yeah, well, the visually, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, it's just a, it's very simple. Right, he's just sitting on the corner mm -hmm. singing, and but then it, when the tuba part comes in, he comes in tuba and he leaves. Yeah. But but a tuba is just such a visually yes. striking thing yes. yeah. that it like that was just so interesting and fascinating. Yeah. And so yeah, at the nine thirty club, uh, he's there, and he's this is around the time he's doing like the way I see it. But he's he's doing mm. a whole bunch of stuff okay. uh, that he's performing right, and he performs a song. Oh. And then you don't have a tuba. The entire were you there? Where no. the entire audience was I kind of feel a way. Like, you talking about, I'm like, wait, why was that not Well, because we've we, we gone to several shows together. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was this one. But yeah, the entire audience hums or sings along the tuba part it's when that when that section comes out. He didn't even bring out the instrument. We just... Like, and it was... Yeah, I definitely had chills in that moment. That was crazy. This song, so, you know, and I, I think it's interesting, right? Haas said, and you stopped, but I think you were going to say samples... Because it's very clearly the the pianos are kind of a, yeah. a, a nod to to Still Dre, right? Yeah, I think I think it is. It's not yeah. a sample. It's not a sample. But I think okay. it's it's kind of in, in, in interpolating yeah. that concept. Right. But then like done in, in such a musical way, you know, with the with the tuba also, and everything. Yeah, oh, so. I think that also kind of reminds me of um explosive and then like mm. Erica. So like that oh, yeah. that yeah. formula of like yeah. referencing something right. that's so oh, yeah, yeah. hard, you know yeah, what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like I'm coming. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like the, the, the content, the subject matter is completely different. Yeah. That's part of like what makes it so good. I used to crack up with Stacey about about uh Wear something see-through so I can see your heart. <laughs> this nigga yeah. ain't get that off, dog. Like, let let nah, me tell you something, though. None of, that, none of that stuff matters, right? He, he just performs this, right? He's, uh, he's, he's performing whatever song he's doing, and then all of a sudden, he just plays these keys. And everyone's like, oh, because they're all anticipating yeah. it. And we all singing along the lyrics. No one cares what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the melody is so simple. Is. Like, yeah. you don't even have to be in your vocal bag to get it mm. off. It's yeah. just, it's right there. So... Yeah, but this is uh, this song this is amazing. Definitely, this is one. this is a run for me. So um, this is actually the end of the run, but the, okay. the whole one through four. Okay, is I was about to say it's the beginning of. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The, the agree, yeah. agree. So now we get into OPH, <laughs> which is o why I had questions. I have no idea what this I think is. it's other people's herb. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. So it's cool. It's not a highlight for me. It's cool. I, I love the sound bed. I feel mm. like he could have done something more with this song and with this group. Mm -hmm. Who are these ladies? I don't know. Don't know. I have no clue. But they sound great. Yeah. yeah. They sound great. Uh, this is one of those examples of 
you know, he's introducing us to different aspects of him yeah. um, in this album. But then there are some things that feel like a personal, like inside kind of yeah. thing. This, this feels random to me. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't for me. Like, it, why am I here? It feels like doing? an inside joke, but at the same time, you know, similar to what uh, what, what Outlaw said with um, with the another, I think mm-hmm. it was off the, mm-hmm. the Biggie album, right? Yo, like, yeah. this is like one of those things where, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then I find myself singing, singing it. it. Like the yeah. third or fourth time I'm listening to the album, I'm like the need and the urge to smoke herb. <laughs> But even him referring to it as herb, like there's something real. It's like he's an old nigga. I think that's what because he doesn't look old. So like I think that's what kind of throws me sometimes with with maybe that's why. At least he didn't call it Rifa. Fair, fair. But herb was throwing me. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, they sound great, and it's it's almost like he's like walking down the street, and then he you know he bumps into some girls who are like kind of on the side of the road with with instruments and then they ask him if they could get some weed from him and then from, from there it's this, this song but it's like it's a pretty song like i like yeah. it it's a it's a <laughs> i mean i consider it like like an interlude of sorts. yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly so yeah uh so now we go into you're the one that i like i actually think that this is like from a subject matter perspective one of the better songs it's a highlight for me yeah it's definitely a highlight I, this whole it's I actually think yeah these are some of the better lyrics on yeah. the album mm-hmm. as well especially what he's talking about right yeah completely. I mean completely. that's something that it's weird because I've never experienced it but yet I'm mm-hmm. still familiar with it the idea that someone yeah. you grow up with who you really like is a superstar and then they, they mm-hmm. go off and you think that they're going to come back and be amazing yeah. and if, instead it's like no they've fallen victim to mm-hmm. drugs yeah. or alcohol yeah. or yeah. whatever and it's just like yeah. and and the thing is the, the the reason why I like the lyrics is because it's like everything he's saying I'm like I literally can like picture what he's talking yeah. about very very well I've definitely experienced this I, but I think the thing that makes this so amazing to me is that like I said this album has like a hip hop aesthetic right yeah. and this is a theme that we hear in hip hop a lot but it's a reversed theme right yeah so in hip hop we hear like back then they didn't want me like you know it's like somewhere yeah. it's like yo I had a crush on this girl but mm-hmm. now I got money and I came back and she wants me but I got the money now right then in R&B you heard this but it was also a reverse concept where it was kind of the music soul child thing where it's like you know I had a crush on this girl and she didn't really see me but then now like we you know I'm able to meet with her and you know now she she's feeling me and I'm feeling her and we're vibing yeah. right mm-hmm. this is like a third version of that which is like I had a crush on this girl and I came back and now I like feel sorry for her. Like, like mm-hmm. she is like, mm-hmm. I don't at all. I'm not, I'm looking at her like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry yeah. that that's where you are in life. Yeah. Um, and and, man, and then, just, well, it's like, what I love too is that he's yeah. still very compassionate towards her. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. But then he gets on his gospel delic shit well, he where he's like, you should find yourself on your knees. And it's like, okay, now you're yeah. telling her like she, you know, she needs to find God. Like, it's like, come on, brother. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, though, that it's very relatable. Yeah. And um, and it's something that it's like, given what he told us about his story, yeah. it really feels like it fits into his world, right? Yeah. Because it's like he left the, the city because of, you know, not wanting to fall victim to what, what the, the city yeah. had we'll to offer. We'll talk about that later. And yeah, and so, you know, I, th- I, thought, I thought it was really dope. What is, uh, what's cool, though, is that uh, there's another song that comes out before this, which I think actually handles it even better. And that is uh, on Stanconia. 
Art of Storytelling Part One. Mm-hmm. Andre's mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is Susie Screw had a yeah. partner thing, Sasha. Thumper. Yeah. I remember her number like the summer. <sighs> Absolutely. We don't have to get back into that, but we already <laughs> waxed poetic about that song. But yeah, but that yeah. I, th- I think it's a very similar thing. Yeah, yeah, that's real. So, all right. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that one? No, I was just gonna say I know I know we've been giving him a hard time about the songwriting, but as far as storytelling, this is a beautiful example of yeah, storytelling, mm-hmm. and there there are a couple of other instances of that that kind of redeem, yeah. you know, shave your body parts. <laughs> <laughs> and um and the guitar solo uh, situation at the end was yeah. was great too. Like there's some great instrumentation as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. So now we get into Excuse Me featuring Angie Stone and Calvin Richardson. And I don't know who's Calvin Richardson. Oh, um, he had a song. Uh, he was it pushing me. I don't know his his music specifically. So during that time, and you probably weren't listening to no. this this. So there was like a pocket of neo soul and then like R&B and then mm. there were like a string of artists that kind of popped out around okay. that time and then we didn't really hear too much. And he was one. Yeah, he was definitely one of those. And by that, so I'm I'm thinking of other artists that, that in that time frame, are we talking like Blue Cantrell-ish or are we talking yeah, more like you, real neo soul, like, like, like Hidden Beach Recordings type neo soul? I, mm, I would say maybe more like... Mm, Maybe in the middle, cause okay. not not as prevalent or not as like Blue Cantrell. Yeah, many people are gonna look. yeah. Calvin yeah. Richardson is like nah. If you were like mm. in that in that mm. space, you definitely had one of his songs burned onto his. Dave CD. Hollister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that type of. Yeah, I would say more okay. along those lines. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I I really really like the song. Um, it's a, a highlight for me as well. Um, I think Angie Stone sounds amazing, beautiful, and I can tell that if she didn't write this, she's one of the writers mm-hmm. on this. Um, you know, just because of the way it comes together. Uh, I, I don't know. What were your, what were your thoughts, Alan? For me, what I love about this song is that even though Calvin Richardson and Angie Stone, um, they say the same things throughout. Like, mm-hmm. so Angie Stone's lyrics don't change, and Calvin Richardson's lyrics don't change. Mm-hmm. Yet the structure of the song makes it feel like an R and B cipher. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they just all going yeah, back going and back like and, and singing some real. shit, and I, and I love that vibe. From yeah. it. Which is not something I really picked up back in the day, but recently yeah. I was listening to, I was like, yo, it's feel like a cipher. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, but I, I love the chemistry between Sadiq and, yeah, and Stone. But great. I love like what this is about, right? Because yeah. I feel like it's so relatable, right? Like he's like trying to talk to her, and I love the the like um um. I tried everything in my book. I'm laughing because you won't even look. Mm. Yeah. I got to stop wasting my time. So excuse me, please. You know what I mean? But then, like, but then there's that contrast of what she's saying. Can't make you stay if you want to go. I yeah. can't make you love me if my heart, if your heart says no. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, it almost sounds like two different conversations are happening, yeah. but they're still connected. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. that's what always kind of, that's how I kind of always interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely one of the. This is, I mean, definitely a highlight for me I love as well. This the only yeah. other thing I would say is when the song came on, the first like when I first heard it, it almost mm. sounded like it it cut in in the mm. middle of the song because the way that she oh, starts yeah. singing it. Yeah. yeah so like you're almost the- like, wait, is there another part or? Yeah. yeah, yeah I so. loved it though because I, you know Outlaw was talking on the Velvet Rope episode about like the like the kind of the bass drop concept, mm. right? Yeah. Of like of like you know, building up, building up. Mm-hmm. And I think they do that really well with like, how about the possibility? Mm-hmm. And it's just claps. And then it's do, 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 do. And then it just yeah. drops. I love, yeah. I love the construction of the song, but it was just, yeah. Yeah. So now we get into the Charlie Ray. How y'all feel about this one? I almost see this as a skit as well. I kind of do is, 
It's interesting, right? I want to love this song because there's so many things about it that I like. I mean, the mm-hmm. instrumentation I think is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I love like his cadence. Mm-hmm. But what bro, is he talking about? What the fuck are you what talking about? What the fuck about? are you talking about? I completely I agree. met you at the age of four. <laughs> I was <laughs> crawling out <laughs> the kitchen floor. <laughs> what? And then I see you and you see me. Yeah. How serious this is, can this be? Yes, this is very much one of those songs where it's like, if you were just making noise, it would be like, I think it would almost be better, but it's still a dope. Like the arrangement of this song is, yeah. it, it compensates. It's very bluesy. It's yeah. very like, you know, you 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 stumble into like some random like, yeah. like bar in Mississippi yeah. and yeah. you know, somebody's on stage playing a ukulele and they sing this. Like, but at the same time, you're still like, what the hell is this nigga talking yeah, about? And it's like, you're, I feel like he's trying to tell a story. I, I don't think I ever fully caught what he was telling us in this particular I've heard it album a hundred times and I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> My father. Yeah. <laughs> Did he talk about like when he was a kid, he mm-hmm. fell in love with another infant girl? Like, is that what it is? I said, because yeah, I met you at the age of four and then, uh-huh. we were, and then stepped on my hand, uh-huh. told my soul, what? <laughs> yeah. Love it. Very quirky. Yeah. So it's not a highlight for me, but there are things about it I like, but now we definitely get into a highlight, and that is different times featuring T Bob. This is a highlight for me. Yeah. This is like one of my highlight of highlights. This is, um, yeah, this baseline. T-Bosh, such a good choice as a, as a vocalist. Yeah, I think I was saying off mic that when I initially, like when you think about, I don't this I don't want this to be shade, but when you think about T-Bosh's career and what she's affiliated, like her mute sonically and, mm-hmm. and whatever, and then you think about Raphael Sadiq, mm-hmm. I would not put those two in the same space, mm-hmm. but right. this song, it was just perfect. Like it was just yeah. a, a beautiful collaboration, a beautiful blend. Yeah. I like how she sings on on the track, um, the messaging of it. Yeah. And then also for me personally, you know, there was this, uh, you know, I'm out the house now. You know, I don't have to sneak listening to music. But then there's still a lot of uh, uh, churchy kind of like yeah. themes, yeah. you know. Yeah. So finding gospel outside of, you know, technical gospel music was, yeah, was almost something that I love to do to yeah. kind of introduce what would be considered secular, like into my, yeah. my sphere. So I think yeah. this is like a great example of that. For sure. I, I think, and, and, you know, let us know in the comments if I'm misquoting, but if, I think if I remember correctly, T-Boz did an interview where I think this was her song. Oh, wow. And I think she wanted to write a gospel song. Okay. And so she had this song, and then I don't remember how they ended up kind of meeting in the middle where it was like, okay, I'm going to do this song with Raphael Sadiq. And then they did it together, and he liked it so much that he put it on his album. So this is actually T-Boz record. Wow. Um, she sounds great on it. And as you said, the song is is, is spiritual. It's it about is very, to God. And, yeah. um, and it's, I think, you know, even though he says the whole gospel delic thing, this might be the only gospel mm-hmm. song on mm-hmm. this agree. project, right? Yeah. Um, but man, uh, I love the instrumentation. I love the... Yeah. That almost sounds like yeah. an ode to Dr. And, Trey as well. And then I love the bass and the ghost notes of mm-hmm. the bass mm-hmm. on this okay. track. Yeah. Uh, yo, I just love this record. I, this is so good. The writing is amazing too. It's, it is. Yeah. 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 So now we get into to TikTok. And yeah. um, this, one's a, this one's a highlight for me. It reminds me of Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never yeah. thought of that, but I, I never agree. thought of that, but yeah. I agree too. Yeah. 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 So, and this, this is one of the ones where I said where, where I feel like he he borrows elements from other existing yeah. musicians. Sometimes from the 60s or 70s, obviously Prince would have been 80s. This yeah. is actually kind of like 
when Prince was getting more into the soul. So this is kind of like his '90s vibe a little bit as yeah. well. But um, yeah, this is this is a this is a really simple but effective he, track. He killed like. his adlibs on this shit. Uh, I yeah. ain't going nowhere. At all. <laughs> Just gonna wait on you. Yeah, yeah I love this joint. Uh, how Agree. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nothing else to add. Well, I mean, if we can now, this is actually where songwriting. I know we trash it again, but <laughs> I I like when he gets into his love bag. I think so yeah. too. It's a it's a, a strong more love bag versus like you know sex bag. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, his yeah. love bag is it, and right. this is just a beautiful um, example I of that. Agree. Yeah. I think the I think the I'm his I miss you bag is cool, and I think his like. Like yearning bag, yeah. like I, like I want you, I miss you, like that. Those are to me like his best when he when he writes his best stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, thinking of you is one of my favorite songs. Oh. Yeah, Ugh. such a good song. <laughs> um, now we get into uh, people. People highlight. That's fine. It's, it's not a highlight. It's, I'm I'm not sure. So, music aside, I mean. It, it feels like it fits, but then it feels like it doesn't. I don't know how else to explain well, that. So that's why I felt like when I said before, I said some of the, while the songs have subject matter, there's no real consistency. Yeah. I think it kind of yeah. is, but it's loose. That's right. Funny. And this is just another one where it's like, all right, it's yeah. kind of haphazard in the, in the whole scheme of the, the project. But I like this song um, yeah. for several reasons. One, I think that the what he's saying, the lyrics are kind of like, like hip hop lyrics. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, government like holding us down whatever mm -hmm. right but also i think that musically this sounds like a record that either rizza would have tried to produce or something he would have sampled mm. uh, put like ghostface killer on there as well <laughs> but then like the people like the the vocals we were talking about this off mic this is where he kind of gets into his temptations bag mm -hmm. a little right, bit. Right, right. um and so for that like because I, I i recognize those things i'm like oh like i, I dig it yeah. so this is another one yeah, it's another highlight for me, for sure. Yeah, to me, it felt, and I said this off mic as well, but it felt like he was pulling from um, They Don't Really Care About Us by mm -hmm. Michael Jackson. Yeah, even yeah. With on the, the cadence, nah, for sure. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. You know, that that whole, and even the subject matter, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I, I like that he diversified his vocal performance. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so so for, for that reason, I, I, I kind of like it. Okay. Uh, so now we get into tech number one, which is the prelude to Faithful. Yeah. And this whole, just this is just a low. This is my only low light. Not it's necessarily light? tech number one, but just Faithful is a low light. Mm -hmm. yeah. So tech the number one. So bad. I love high tech, and That's so fair. I'm glad that high tech was featured on yeah. here, even if it was just a little, um, you know, like interlude. Yeah. But Faithful is dumb. <laughs> uh, the beat is cool. It's it, fine. It feels like Tech One feels like um, a palate cleanser, mm -hmm. but then it's like you palate cleansing into Faithful. So then it's like, look, I, I think we as it's a setup. I, I think we as men have to have to have to have to acknowledge when we when we when we we with the fuckery. This, this is yeah. this is this is a fuckboy anthem. Right look, here. Being decent is just like the right. baseline of being human. You don't get that, extra points. It's like for nigga, not being pat, nigga pat me on my back for being decent. That's yeah, a, that's a different podcast and a different episode. Yeah, you don't you don't get extra points for not being yeah. shitty. And the fact is, like, well, I'm not gonna cheat on you anymore. anymore. And he's like bragging about it. I'm faithful. What, my, bro? My favorite thing about this shit is that he throws some other niggas into his bullshit. Y'all want to shout out to my man Jamie Foxx and this other nigga? The only two niggas I know that didn't cheat on their wives. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let me get into this song. Like, Yo, the, 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 thing, the thing that's so funny about this though, and this is genuinely hilarious. Is the idea that like, wow, you don't cheat on your wives? That's, That's so amazing, novel. Right? 
I never even. But that's possible. It's, what? But it's him saying. I'm like, gonna write I, a song about this. Like I could. It's it's him also being like, but I could. I could. I want to let you know that I could do it, but I'm I'm not gonna do it no more. Nah, bro. That's grounds to fight. Honestly. Yeah, it no. is. It's it's it, it's bad. He doesn't even know how bad it sounds. Yeah, he doesn't. That's just embarrassing. But I think what's what's also very sick about this is it is a beat. Like yeah. it oh, is. This is a bop. It is up. Like you, you know. And then yeah. you sing the. You're like, hold up, no, wait. Geez, Should I be you. singing like this? I Probably did not. Before I won't do Dude, it no, no more. <laughs> but the song is dope though. And then and then to cheat on you would be crazy. <laughs> Yo. Wild. Yo, Sadiq. <laughs> Yo, bro, how'd you get this off? But this is kind of along the lines of what we were saying about, you know, when people open their mouths, like yeah. the mystique. Yeah. This this yeah. does kind of, you know, it, it's very much that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the, it is a bop, though. The, 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 the beat bumps. It's just <laughs> it, the, the writing is so bad that I, as a man, am looking like, dog, for real, <laughs> for real. All right, make my day. I like this one. I like it. Highlight of highlights. Really, I love Ooh. this song. I love this record. The drums is, are remind me of high tech. I was surprised that high tech didn't do these as well. The way that it starts, where it's kind of like, oh, that slow. Yeah, where it just like winds up. It yeah. ends the same way, and you're yeah. right with the drums. The way they thump like that. So, good. and it's so simple, right? It's just being, being with you, baby. You, baby. It's gonna, gonna make, make my, my day. day. Yeah, coming, coming to I just. Like the thing too is it is one of those songs where it's like it's so short that it leaves you wanting more. And because yeah. of that, I can't I must have had this song on repeat for almost an hour once. I <laughs> love this song. It's with really a good. passion. Love oh it. wow. Yeah, my highlight of highlights. I'm sure. surprised it's your highlight of highlights, but Oh, I, I, I knew I, I look most people the most prominent song on this is gonna be Sky, can you feel me, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not saying that's either one of y'all's highlight or highlights, but yeah, this song for me, I mean, if you took every other record away from this and just gave me this song, I'd be happy. Uh, even even when he's like in the background, ah, uh, ah. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin when he's doing like his like high falsetto. Mm-hmm. There's something ab- so good. There's something about it that feels like a movie. I don't know how else to explain yeah. that. It's, it's, it's like a, an a old movie West, like a spaghetti yeah. western or something. Yes, yeah. absolutely yeah, that. Agree. And you don't even need too much yeah. more. Like yeah. it just would be the perfect vignette. What he's doing with that. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Ooh yeah. Oh man, I love this song. I love this song. All right, all right. Uh, Blind man. I love this one. It's a highlight for it's me too, highlight. but man, it's strange. It's strange. I would, yes. Yeah, it's very strange. It's but, like, but similar to what you were saying about how the last one starts, yeah. I love how this one starts too. Yeah. Where it's like, the other day when I was walking down the street, and then and it starts, you know what I mean? Like, I saw I think what's interesting is when he does those introductions or like those builds, his voice. I would almost expect somebody with a deeper, like heavier voice mm. to bring it in, but there's something about the way he does it that I I don't mind it. Like I, I like, it. yeah, I like how yeah. it works, but it definitely feels like a nod to some blues. I still don't know what the fuck the song is. Thank is, you. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because yeah. I sonically, obviously, always vibe to it. Al Green. 
But I was just like uh, love and you. happiness. Okay. Uh, start. Okay. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yes. that's real. Yeah. But I always was like, I don't know that I'm fully grasping what this song is about. Would you about. like a drug or something All to right. eat? Now, I, number one didn't appeal to me, but number two is just fine. Okay, so what does this have to well, do? I'm gonna take curtain number three. I think he's getting yeah. set up. Okay, so, but, then, but like, what? But why? The blind man is setting him up. Yeah, but mm-hmm. why? Right. Just to just to jack him. Oh, okay, because yeah. I because I thought I took that away as well. Similar to um, Kendrick Lamar's "Damn," okay. uh, you know that 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 um, the, the the intro where um, he, he, he walks up to the old lady and he asks the old lady if she can help him and then she's or he can help her and then she's like, you're being robbed or whatever. Um, it's kind of similar to story to that. I'm just kidding. He, I mean, he is kind of being set up, but I, I always felt like he was either supposed to be, um, basically, he was trying to set him up with a prostitute. That's what. Yeah. And the yeah. prostitute is the one who's that's like, look, you're about to get set up. Okay, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's yeah. Right. I was like, something, something I heard her was, voice. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. yeah. So, the, so he's talking about the blind man. Like, blind man can see it, whatever, right? And uh-huh. the blind man knows what he wants because he's looking at this woman. He's like, yeah, that's what I want. So okay. he knows it's going to be your type. But she's like, yo, keep your money. You about to get, you about to get set up here. I think that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But like, why think, though? Ask Sadiq. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think another, I, think, I, think another I took inside those things away joint, from that. Yeah. yeah. But I still was just like, why? We're guessing. We're guessing. I always, yeah, there were like these loose concepts that I mm. always kind of like was able to kind of sort out, but I never fully was able to put the full yeah. story together. Because he says the thing about like, um, go back where you came, like yeah. take your money and go back yeah. where you mm. came or whatever. Look, nevertheless, yeah. it's a highlight. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's cryptic as hell. I think yeah. I know what's going yeah. on. I'm not sure. But nevertheless, yeah. something about it, I'm like, I mean, I needed this record on the album. I didn't even know it, but yeah. you know, I needed it. Agree. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, so now we get into to tech number two. Yeah. Um, and this is enough that we can talk about because it's going to go into Uptown, which we can definitely yeah. talk about. And it's more about two. Uptown because because the 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 actual high tech beat is about ten seconds. Yeah. And then it, it gets into kind of the intro for Uptown. Yeah. Which is is a heartbreaking song. Yo, so I I literally put that on here. I said yeah. um. I said it's heartbreaking. The need to leave home both to escape and to grow. It's like, yeah. why should you? Why should home hold you back? It fucking sucks, y'all. That's hella relatable. For but it's, I feel like that's relatable for. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It yeah. sucks. Like your home should not hold you back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's heartbreaking. I think I think that that might be the story for more black people than yeah than yeah. Not. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but his is is you know I mean with with the the, the death and, yeah. and 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 drug use and other things that are in his in his past that he left behind, really really heartbreaking. Yeah. And the thing is is like all right I know he says that like, I know he says in the start he's like I'll go anywhere I'll go to I think he even mentions Cleveland I don't know why anyone would go to Cleveland <laughs> shots fired Cleveland. No I'm just saying sorry like, Cleveland. <laughs> but he's talking about like Miami uh, yeah. Atlanta whatever but like in the song itself he's like I'm leaving this town yeah. I'm going uptown, uptown. Yeah. and it's just like damn man like why you gotta you shouldn't have to go uptown but. Nevertheless, the song is beautiful. Um, I love this song. It's a highlight for me for sure. There's an aspect of this song that gives me the same feeling as like doing what I can. Um, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, yeah it just um, you are you guys already touched on how how sad it is, but it's just yeah, yeah it's it's um, there's a warmth to it, even though it's there sad. Is. There is. Yeah. Uh, so the composition of it, it, it's a beautiful like 
complexity to yeah. it that I appreciate. I think there's a there's a marriage of concepts with you're the one that I like mm-hmm. in Uptown. Okay. Um, where oh, nice, you know, yeah. if you really think about it, it's like if he didn't leave this town, mm-hmm. he might have been the girl. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And yeah. so, I mean, I, I think I really, maybe Uptown might be the record that I related to the most, just from the perspective of like both myself and family members, like, you know, getting away from, you know, like kind of where we grew up and then coming back and seeing, you know, where we might have ended up had we not mm-hmm. left. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, brilliant song. Yeah. Uh, heartbreaking for sure. But one of those is like, wow, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, now we get into what's life like, uh, which for me kind of works as like an interlude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Interlude. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Yo, y'all didn't see it, but I, I played this before we started recording. And we all were like, wow, 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 wow. I was just getting into it too. She's like, wow. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. sure if we have anything else to add to it other than it's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's a good interlude. I, yeah, it's it's a palate cleanser. It's yeah, a nice transition to the the next one, which is the outro. Yeah, yeah the outro. which is one of the greatest Oof. outro tracks of Oof, all time. That. Yeah, and it's like yo, like I said, right? Uh, I'm familiar with Sky. Can you feel me? Yeah. People love it. Yeah. But maybe the version, the burned version of this record that I had, like I didn't have version. the two extra, yeah, <laughs> exactly, the, li- the LimeWire <laughs> virus version. Right, right, right. It, I don't think it had the two so you other had the, records. you had the four-minute check, you didn't have the eight-minute You didn't get the 14-minute experience. I had the 14-minutes. Yeah. I don't think I had that. Oh, the four, excuse me, the 14-minute. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were listening to those prior to starting recording, and I was like, yo, these are some bangers. I'm going to yeah. go back and, and listen to them. For sure, for sure. So we're talking about yeah. the two. So after Sky, Can You Feel Me, which we're going to talk about, but there's two other songs that come in at the end which are both just I don't have much to say about them other than the the, the first one has this real like kind of like funkadelic gritty vibe kind of yeah. like what um um what what Andre 3000 was trying to capture with um pretty pink baby mm-hmm. blue but that kind of mm-hmm. like baseline that, that whatever sounds in the background you got that kind of like gritty vibe yeah. with what they were doing with um I think it was like what's maggot head what's the the first funkadelic record oh yeah yeah was maggot brain is Ma- that maggot head? maggot brain mm-hmm. Maggot Brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maggot Brain. She's coming out of the dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that kind of like real gritty bass line. Like he kind of got that vibe. Mm-hmm. And then with the um, with the second one, I don't know. It's just it's just a vibe is all I can yeah. say. The, it's like a Steppers record, this, yeah. the second one. The bass line. Yeah. yeah. It's just the intro. Like the fact that it's literally just a bass line and just like the slow build is just chef's kiss. Those yeah. bass lines are amazing. Yeah. So those are the two bonus tracks that come after this. But yeah, let's get into the sky. Can you feel me? And this is highlight for me. Yeah. Is this absolutely yeah? Is this a, so? So what's your highlight of highlights on this record? I predicted it was going to be this one, but it might be something different. I'm torn. Mine is probably the intro. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Which is cool. I'm torn because it's still still Ray. Um, for Ooh, me, okay. is yeah, is like when I when I think of as a matter of fact, there there was a period of time where I would refer to Instant Vintage as still Ray. Like that's <laughs> I would confuse it. So yeah. nevertheless, and yours uh, is Sky. Yeah. No, no, mine's Mac. Oh yeah, yours is me. Yeah. But but I feel like this is the the conventional choice from Absolutely, what I hear from yeah. most people. I mean, like I feel like this is one that I, the, I feel the, like for Haas, I would have I would have predicted that it was. <laughs> Just because it's like, it's very like Y'all open know mind, like you yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah, like it's loungy, you know. I type understand. Of yeah, no, like, I mean, it's a close, open. it's a close second. I mean, yeah. I absolutely, I'm sure I 
not sure. I've definitely written to the baseline of mm, this song. Like yeah. this song has definitely inspired pieces. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, still Ray just did it more for me. But that's not this was absolutely a close second, maybe even tied. But yeah. um yeah. It's crazy. Um the death of Aaliyah inspired this song. Yeah, Which I, I had no clue. Yeah. I did not he know said, that. He said yeah. he wrote this song the day after she died. Like yeah. he was just in his feelings and he just wrote this song. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, which is which is tragic in and of itself. But, you know, the inspiration to create this beautiful piece of music, that, again, like just being in that circle, that space, like everyone feels this song. And it's, yeah. it's so funny too, because like, let's, let, you know, have be in a lounge space and put the song on in the background and people will interrupt their conversations to say, got me wide open. <laughs> like right when that part comes on, you know? But I think what's also interesting is that of of all the, like we have the Aaliyah tributes, right? When she mm. when she died, but you would not think that he would have been Very close to her. Exactly. affiliated or, well, I yeah. think it was because one of he his was, friends was on, on, the, on the, or he thought she was on the plane. Oh, really? I think it was Fatima. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, oh. so I think he thought she was on the plane or whatever. But I mean, it was definitely inspired by that. But he was just well, already in the space. Well, I know, though, that that at the time, between um, Lucy Pearl mm -hmm. and this, he became like a session musician. Mm -hmm. And so he played session, like, like, you know, bass and other things for a lot of artists. And so it's possible that he might have played on something for her yeah. or someone in her orbit and also had like a relationship with her. Yeah. I, what I also like about how this song was put together is, um, you know, you have the bass line, you have the instrumentation kind of like mm -hmm. building, but it goes like right into the chorus versus yeah. like the first verse, yeah, you know, so it, it, it just sets the tone and then he kind of comes in after yeah, that. Yeah. So one thing that we didn't mention, and and it's interesting because we mentioned it on um, on the Janet album, but like Raphael Sadiq isn't like a blow you away vocalist, <laughs> but he but he's a great main character, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He's 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 a great driver yeah. in, on this on this album. Yeah, um, maybe in in a way that we never necessarily get again because I don't know. So. I would say Ray Ray, he's a good main character, but he's not playing himself. He's mm -hmm. playing a, a character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After that, I don't know that I feel like he's as strong of a main character on the way I see it in some I of these I love the way projects. I see it, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do you feel like he commands the album the way he commands this one? Uh, yes, I do. And the reason why is because I think that he really had to own what he was doing there. And mm -hmm. look, look. The sound was a very borrowed sound. We we know yeah. where it was from, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. But nevertheless, it. like he still took complete ownership of it and completely bought into it. Yeah, he was like, "Look, I'm doing this." Yeah, and because of that, I really felt what what in like he goes a hundred percent with it yeah. as well. Yeah, and yeah. that music sounds so like what he's doing vocally is even like seamless with with the with the, with the songs that he's making and yeah. the subject matter. Everything is lines up, particularly with the the song with the um. The one that was a tribute to Katrina with um, something wrong. The, the, oh, I forget the name oh, of this, not, the record. I know, uh, I know, Instant Vintage and Ray Ray the best out of out of his albums. Yeah, so. we're gonna have to do Ray Ray. I've never really yeah. listened to that album. Yeah, I take I take back. I was so off record. I was saying that my perfect, I guess, an aspect of a perfect Sadiq playlist or whatever would have combined mm -hmm. the two. Because um, I think there were similar sounds, but then when I listen to it again, I, I understand why they're not yeah. together. But there were some he some heavy hitters on the on that Ray Ray album. Yeah, gotcha. for sure. There's a couple of records that I love, but I almost feel like 
this album is very bluesy mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in a way that, you know, Ray Ray is black exploitation funk. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like two different genres yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, I think that should uh, wrap it up for our discussion on uh, this debut album from Sadiq, Instant Vintage. Closing yeah. thoughts? I still bump it. I still bump I it still too. Bump I still revisit it. this album. Yo, if you have never heard this album, you don't hear many like Yinka over the top like like <laughs> endorsements or something. Go listen to this album. Like like it's like a game changer. Like it is really 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 an excellent piece of music. Mm -hmm. It will teach you things about music. It will. And you will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh I don't have anything. I haven't no closing thoughts other than the ones I've already said. So All right. Peace. Right. Y Peace. Bye.